Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. It's the one you didn't know you need, but you definitely need it. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 14, Eastside Story. Mary, what happened this week? One afternoon, Brandon overhears Jim and Cindy quietly discussing something in the living room with Anna and her cousin Richard. They explain that Anna's niece, Carla, with a K, will be using their address to enroll at West Beverly High. They say it's because there was some trouble with her old school, something about drugs and gangs. Brandon meets Carla and does the thing Brandon always does with girls, much to Andrea's disappointment. Jim has a successful new client, the guy who designs Dylan's really cool pants. Dylan, my bad. (laughs) Not only has Chick Schneider promised Brenda and her friends whatever they want from his catalog, he will visit the Walsh home for a big dinner party to be hosted by Cindy and catered by Anna. Everyone's excited and happy until Brandon realizes Carla will be helping cater the party instead of attending as his guest. He proceeds to make everything weird for everyone. (laughs) Brenda is sure there is a secret reason why Jim and Cindy agreed to let Carla use their address to change schools. Brandon doesn't buy it at first, but eventually learns the truth about Carla. David repeatedly harasses MC Hammer's secretary in an effort to get him to play at a school dance. (laughs) This episode was something. It was a lot of things. I think, honestly... Like, Brandon was pretty much everything, and then they were like, oh, but we kind of forgot to give everybody else something. Like, right? David just sitting there constantly on the phone harassing, like, a stalker. Yeah, I mean, we can 30 seconds on David Silver and just basically say his lines for the movie were to keep calling and trying to get MC Hammer to play at their dance or prom or whatever. Failing. Which they never actually end up going to. Yeah. Right? Like, we well, don't see it. Well, we don't know. That's fair. Because it might have happened or not. But nothing not happens happen. off screen. No one right. talks to each other. Well, but it might still happen. That's fair. We still have a whole He's just like day. really far ahead. Sure. He's making plans. <laughs> but then what's hilarious is that he eventually gets through to someone, someone important. Yeah. He's like, what does he even say? How does he figure out that it's Debbie Gibson? Because, um, was it the voice? I think it was the voice. Right? Like, and he's just got like one of her CDs right next to him and he's just like <gasps> and yeah. immediately calls her back like that's not going to be weird of like I thought you were MC Hammer's secretary and I really wanted MC Hammer but now that I know you talk to me well and he could have done it so much more tactfully because he could have just been like oh my gosh I didn't realize I was just talking to you will you do our prom like because it didn't have to be like I am repeatedly telling you that I only want MC Hammer, so I'm going to tell you again and then ask you if you'll do our prom. But that's the thing with David Silver is nothing he does is smooth or makes any sense, and it's just creepy and pushy. Oh, it's always creepy. Like, anything he does is either creepy smiley, like too smiley and trying to be friends with Steve, too videotapey and stalkery with the girls, or only about himself to Scott. Or all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he films next to Scott because of Steve. Yeah, smiling at Steve. Steve, look what I'm doing. Steve, do you see what I'm doing? Steve, I'm over here. Steve, do you want to be my friend? He's literally like... what are you doing tonight? A freaking lost puppy. He is in love. Ugh. No, he's in love with Steve and Kelly and it... It wears me out. It's weird. But that was our 30 seconds on David. All right, done. (laughs) Next. Check. (laughs) Well, I guess, so... The whole episode is it's called East Side Story because I guess it's supposed to be a play on West Side Story, yeah. which well, 
works to an extent that there is a boy and there is a girl and they dance in a gym. And they're from different families, but not related. Yeah, and that's about it. Like, there's no rival gangs. There's no, yeah. like, there's no singing. Oh, could you imagine if this was a musical episode? Oh, they really missed the boat on that one. Like, they should have. Can you imagine? <laughs> he could have had Brandon singing to Carla, but instead of, like, he would be singing the song Maria, but actually saying Carla. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine, like, a mashup of um, West Side Story and uh, Rosa, Rosa, Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> So it's probably all he could do. He'd just be like, I got nothing. Yeah. But no, also, like, it's called East Side Story. They go to West Beverly. But do they go to East LA? I mean, I, one her? would have to assume, but like, she's, I, I mean, sure. It's a stretch, but we'll go with it. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at the synopsis for West Side Story, and it's really long. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But, like, this is not. <laughs> this story at all <laughs> it's in the summer of 1957 in west side's lincoln square neighborhood in manhattan there is tension between a white american gang and a puerto rican gang the jets and the sharks after a brawl erupts lieutenant Strang and officer krupke arrive and break it up the jets decide to challenge the sharks to a rumble at an upcoming dance for neighborhood control riff of the jets decides that his best friend tony the co-founder of the jets who left the gang should fight Riff invites Tony to the dance, but Tony is uninterested. He tells Riff that he senses something important will happen, which Riff suggests could have a correlation with the dance. Bernardo's younger sister, Maria, tells her best friend and Bernardo's girlfriend, Anita, how excited she is about the dance. At the dance, the gangs and the girls refuse to mingle. Tony arrives, and he and Maria fall in love. However, Bernardo angrily demands that Tony stay away from her. Riff proposes a meeting with Bernardo at the drugstore. And then it's, Maria gets sent home, Tony goes to discreetly visit Maria on their fire escape where they reaffirm their love, even though they've only known each other for a day. The next day at the bridal shop, Anita tells Maria about the rumble. Tony arrives to see Maria, which shocks Anita. They profess their love, and Anita warns them about consequences if Bernardo learns of their relationship. Uh, Tony and Maria fantasize about their wedding ceremony. Tony arrives to stop the fight. Bernardo antagonizes him. Riff initiates a knife fight, unwilling to watch Tony be humiliated. Bernardo kills Riff. Tony kills Bernardo. Maria waits for Tony when her fiancé, Chino, arrives and tells her what happens. Tony arrives and explains, asks her forgiveness before he turns himself in. Maria confirms her love for him. Um, on and on and on. Something, something, something. Maria convinces Anita to help them elope. Tony spots Maria. They run towards each other, only for Chino to shoot Tony. The Jets and Sharks arrive to find Maria holding Tony, who dies in her arms. Maria stops the gangs from fighting, taking the gun from Chino and threatening to shoot everyone. The police arrest Chino and lead him away. Like, I skipped a lot, but, like, none of that happens in this episode. Like, there is no fight. There's There's not even that many people in this episode. (laughs) Like, yeah, to make that more realistic, I feel like you would have had to have had her uncle or cousin or whatever they claim how she's mm-hmm. related, like, challenge Steve to a fight. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. then Brandon intervenes. See, I feel like David is Chino. I'm going go out on a limb, limb here. <laughs> David? I don't know. I just, it feels right. Well, it's another thing. Yeah, she's like... She doesn't have a fiance. Like there's nobody. It's just 
heard being in like low rent witness protection. Yeah, I mean the whole yeah, it's a super stretch, man. It's a big. St- I wonder if they came up with a whole storyline and then realized they'd get sued for it or something. Yeah, and just changed it, but we're like. We already have the name, so... Or, like, they're in the writer's room, and they were, like, mapping out their ideas, and they're like, this kind of sounds like West Side Story. Wait, does anyone actually know what West Side Story (laughs) means, or what happened in it? (laughs) There's a writer that's like, oh my gosh, I know West Side Story, and he goes along, and they build this entire thing, and then he goes home and checks his VHS of West Side Story and goes... I don't know West Side Story at all. <laughs> was I drunk when I watched this? Yeah. But he has to commit to it so that yeah. when he doesn't like, so he, he doesn't, doesn't look like face. an idiot. Yeah. yeah. So he's just like, no, no, that's totally what happened. <laughs> she totally sees a drive-by and has to go into witness protection in the rich part of town. Yeah, trust me on this, guys. I yeah. promise. It'll don't be just watch like the it. movie. It's not <laughs> yeah. good. I'll tell you about it. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to waste your time. I- I've got everything for you. I know it all, <laughs> backwards and forwards, like the back of my own hand. <laughs> Yeah, so actual plot, not West Side Story, but East Side Story, Bev Hill's uh, (laughs) saga. Yeah, so essentially the first thing we see really is Anna and the family member that we don't know, but it turns out to be Carla with a K. They're there, and Brandon immediately kind of bypasses them and goes to talk to Brenda. It's like, what's going on? Why are mom and dad talking to Anna and some man? I actually assumed... When he first came in, that that guy was going to be Anna's husband. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't think this seems weird at all. If Anna is supposed to be your mom's friend and you guys are aware of her, like, why would you be like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, why the assumption that something clandestine is going on or like something that's not above board? I don't know. It was just like a weird assumption. I'm like, oh, it's just like either friends or family. Yeah. Like, oh, we're just talking and like maybe we're gossiping about family. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we're talking Which- about you, Brandon. Probably, since he just got a DUI. True. Like... Which has not yet been addressed again. It's never going to be. I've accepted it. I mean, yeah, we saw him coming home on his bike, so we know that... He's still not driving. Mondale. Mondale, That's the car's name. We know Mondale is gone. Yeah. But, yes, he comes upstairs, and he's like, oh, what are they talking about? And Brenda's just like, but anyway, let's talk about wipeout pants oh yeah because she's all pumped she's like looking at a catalog she's like ready to talk about those wipeout pants which like i didn't know that's what they called them i know i wrote that i was like these are not hammer pants they are Mm -hmm. wipeout pants yeah because yeah she was just like oh my god they're throwing a party for chick schneider Mm -hmm. who makes all those great wipeout pants that dylan always wears (laughs) and then i immediately looked it up and i was like i don't think this is a thing oh was that made up too it it might have been called that, and at this point in the internet, you just can't find that anymore. Sure, But yeah, I couldn't find anything that was called wipeout pants. But if you can still find Surge, the drink, <laughs> you could find wipeout pants if they're still a thing, or if they were a thing. Well, so. yeah, honestly, that's why I looked for it, because I was like, I would like a pair of these pants. Yeah, same. I'd love mm-hmm. it. And yeah, she's just like flipping through this catalog, like, I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and they're mm-hmm. going to end up spending, or costing thousands of dollars worth of merchandise which yeah. seemed a little excessive and i i got the feeling jim or cindy would have been like y'all slow your roll yeah like but they don't like nobody cares yeah, they're no just like cares. no buy the whole place out yeah go for it well because there's gonna be freebies and they get to wear them at this launch party that's happening and like which i, mean, I will say when they make a comment about chick wanting a picture of all of the teenage girls wearing his clothes. Yeah, that was a little weird. It was like, I mean, I guess models are under 18, but like this is 
And like their parent, eh. like Jim and Cindy are there so they could give like parental sign off. But yeah, it was weird. just weird. I was like, maybe don't take pictures of Donna and her like tight ass half clothes mm-hmm. well it's weird because like i'm noticing and maybe we're just more sensitive to these things now and not sensitive in a bad way just like sensitive in the sense that we notice aware. it more yeah, yeah aware is a better word that there's a lot of things that happened or like in the show in one way or another that were like that would not roll in 2019 like yeah. that is not a thing anymore no like none of this would have happened. my parents would have been like no you're gonna go put a shirt on over yeah. that shirt and then you're not gonna take pictures with my business associate right yeah like like that would be seen as creepy now yeah but back then it was just totally normal yeah it was just like oh yeah my daughter is beautiful yeah i'll right. her more yeah right Ugh. yeah so yeah. i got really confused in this episode like early on it took a while like halfway through the episode to actually realize like what was going on and who that person was well and that that was the thing is there was a lot of um oh, i don't know if i know the word that I want to like, misdirection yeah with everything yeah because yeah he first Brandon comes upstairs and Brenda's like well they probably are talking to Anna because she's supposed to cater this party mm-hmm. and now let's go talk about the B plot mm-hmm. and then they come back and um Anna and what's his name tell them about Carla and it's like oh there are some drugs at her other school and she's so smart and we need to get her to a better school so we're gonna lie but then you find out later in the episode that Brenda thinks mom and dad wouldn't do that like they're not just gonna lie for somebody to put them in a better school system that just doesn't you know fit with them and then Brandon starts hanging out with her Mm -hmm. and you get this feeling that people don't want him talking to her yeah which I didn't really understand like what is when we find out the whole plot what is Brandon gonna do to ruin all of that well, that and it was like, isn't this the point to like get her acclimated into a, a I guess, quote unquote, better or like safer environment? Safer, yeah. Like, isn't that kind of the point? Like, she should like be like a normal kid or act like everything's fine? Yeah. I mean, the idea is to hide, quote unquote, hide her in Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. right? Until this trial happens. And you would think if she's hanging out with Brandon in Beverly Hills, he's not like walking everyone around being like, this is Carla. This is Carla. This is Carla. Well, and I feel like if that were the case, like if he was really supposed to keep it on the DL like hardcore, they would have given her a different name. Well, or they would have just been like, Brandon, you can't do like just tell him something. Right. Yeah. It's like. there's parts where I really fault Brandon for being a little too private eye, mm-hmm. you know, throughout this episode. But there's well, also times when I'm like, but hang on. He doesn't, no one's telling him anything. Like, no one's actually saying, Brandon, don't do this before you do it. I mean, like, I don't think he's entitled to know everything. No. I don't think that. But I do think if he is going to be occupying the same space as him or, like, I mean, as her or, like, you know, going to the same school, potentially being in the same classes, he should at least know what not to do. Yeah. Even if he doesn't know why. (laughs) I was just thinking, this is just further proof that Brandon is not a good investigative journalist. (laughs) Yes. He cannot figure this out. All right. So we essentially, that that tracks because we essentially have like, what, at least two themes. One, Brandon's a bad investigative reporter. Two, David grows up to murder. (laughs) Did we have another? Because those are our two main ones so far. I mean, Brandon falls in love with a girl every week. True, yeah, girl of the week, which Which we do have applies. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, because 
they, you know, have this whole thing saying that they're going to let Carla use their address, but she's not going to stay with them. She's going to bless in kind of like how Andrea does. Yeah. Um, and the next day you actually kind of, I think the writers want to make that a point of mm-hmm. like, this is something you have already seen. And like, we're already going to talk about the moral aspect of that, I guess, because Brandon is in the journalism room talking to Andrea when Carla comes in and starts asking questions and I didn't write down exactly what Brandon said, but apparently the first thing that he said to Carla was something mean and quote unquote flirty. Yeah, it was something, um, I'm trying to remember because I didn't write it down either, but it was basically like, um, so Brandon and, or Andrea was giving Brandon notes on his piece. Yeah. And then she comes in, Carla comes in and says something. She was asking where like French class was or uh-huh. something. And then Brandon says something, which wasn't mean, but it also was just a bad flirt. Like, I, I don't think it was, I think I was noting, like, he's doing his nagging thing. Yeah. 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 Of like, was, I'm going to subtly talk down to you yes. because that's how I talk to girls. Yeah. But also, I'm like, okay, homeboy is just a 16 year old who doesn't know how to flirt. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because again, I'm still trying to give Brandon a chance. Like, which. I, I wrote in my notes, I'm really trying to like Brandon more. He's a pretty normal high school boy. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I know we had just talked about this in the last episode, trying to be more understanding with Brandon and not always be so mean to him. And Mm -hmm. then I watched this episode. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I thought, this is a really inopportune time to have this conversation. I know. Because he acts out really badly. But yeah, if you look at it, you know, no one's telling him what's going on. Mm -hmm. This is a girl that, you know, he really wants to be with who, like, doesn't get to hang out with him and his friends. And he's probably pretty sensitive to, like, classism and everything in Beverly Hills of being like, oh, we're just supposed to be a bunch of rich white people at a party and my new Hispanic girlfriend is serving us instead of at the party with me. True. I can see that. I can see it. I think, and I also think that his outburst is, like, kind of brandony like it kind of tracks with things he's done in the past mm-hmm. but it's also like times 10 oh yeah it's it's overacting yes. plus temper yeah times a thousand yeah. because yeah i totally think you're onto something there with the whole classes thing mm-hmm. Be- but the problem is is he takes it out on the wrong person he yeah. takes it out on carla which we we get to later on the episode but like he's yelling and getting mad at the wrong person and for the wrong reasons. Well, and I think the thing that rubbed me the wrong way, you know, um, when they're at the party and he's yelling at his parents or even before the party when he says he's not going to go yeah. because Carla can't be his date, like, that all just seemed really weird to me because Brandon is supposed to value how his parents look at him and feel like he needs to be respectful to them and he's supposed to value having a job. Mm-hmm. And she's working. Like, presumably she's getting paid for this oh, yeah. or, like, helping out because Anna needs to get paid for this job. Correct. Like, there shouldn't be anything wrong with your friend being a cater waiter when you're a waiter. It literally just seems like Brandon's having, like, a hormonal misstep. Yeah, it was like, just weird. Yeah, like, he just was super overreacty and pouty and angry like he was just angsty in he this was episode. so angsty which i guess fits really well in a teen soap opera sure and that means i mean think about it we've all had bad days maybe brandon was just having a couple bad brandon days. has 
worse days than we do yeah arguably recently um but yeah i guess it really tracks with the teen soap opera you know what else tracks with teen soap operas continuity errors because now brandon takes french in the middle of the semester yes 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 yeah, well, and, and that was, like, right when you see that montage, that crazy montage of Carla in Fran- uh, France, and French <laughs> lit in tech class. Like, homegirl Just taking being all the classes. brilliant. She's so smart. I love it. I love that they're showing a smart girl. I love, yeah, the constant walk and talk of, like, her in tech class being like, and then if you put the negative ions with the positive ions, or whatever <laughs> yeah. she says. Yeah, you get science. <laughs> science <laughs> rules. <laughs> I'm fresh off the armchair expert hashtag, or not even hashtag, but just Dex and Monica, please come on our podcast. But I'm fresh off the Bill Nye episode of Oh, I haven't armchair. Heard, listened to it yet. And all I could think, science rules. And <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> oh, man. If they had had Bill Nye when they were in their tech class, maybe they would have thought to plug in their robots. Oh, they wouldn't have doubted, doubted for a <laughs> second that that would be an issue or that they would need to do that. I mean, I do love that it's a smart girl right Mm -hmm. and that's not all she is like she's pretty she's smart you know she's trying to have a a a safer life or a better life Mm -hmm. and she just unfortunately got involved in like a product of her environment yeah I mean that's you know they make a point of lying about why she's there because you can't say you know oh she's supposed to be a key witness in a shooting trial yeah right um but they're not really that far off. They mm-hmm. say that she's not safe where she is because of violence, violence. and drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is because of violence. You, like, I think they just wanted the viewer and subsequently Brenda and Brendan to... Wait, yeah. Brenda and Brandon. No, I heard it. It was there. <laughs> um, Brenda, Brandon. <laughs> to make this assumption that, like, the violence was at school, not outside of school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, why else would she be coming to a different... Because she could have been, like, homeschooled or, like, I don't know. I just feel like... Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what got me is at the end of this episode when she says she's fine and can go home because the other guy confessed. Like, it was a week. You could have just pulled her out of school. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm like oh, we went on vacation. Sick. Yeah, or, like, she had the flu. Like, yeah. But whatever. It no. doesn't matter. It uh, doesn't matter. It, it works out to have this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and when he brings Carla to the peach pit, uh, it bugged me a little because Steve immediately feels sexual tension between Brandon and Carla. And I was like, Steve, you sex crazed maniac. And again, I have to remind He myself, is a teenage boy. Yes, these I are mean, all 16 year olds. Well, and that's the thing is it's very much tropey with all of yeah. the teenage boys. They are all obsessed with girls and all of the girls are obsessed with guys. I was going to say, even the girls, like it's not even just the guys. It's like Kelly, Donna, and Brenda are equally boy They crazy. are constantly talking about <laughs> boys. And yeah, if you're supposed to be an elevated character like Andrea or Carla, mm-hmm. you're not obsessed with boys. Yeah. You want to do well in school. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So I just thought of a personal anecdote that I literally looked up this morning. So <laughs> um, my stepmom had texted me and she had gotten like her her old phone number back, I think. And so we hadn't had a lot of text messages between us from now and like 2016 or 2015 or whatever and just because she had like switched phones or something happened I don't even know but I was like scrolling back through because I was like oh this is an interesting conversation she had sent me a picture of an old note that she found of mine oh god that had to have been in like a diary or journal or something and I'm going to reveal who it is uh not like full name but because of what it said but this person probably doesn't listen or if you do like good on you man 
Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it said, I really like Davis. I wrote him a love note. And I signed my name. <gasps> and I had texted her. I was like, that is so embarrassing. And she's like, no, it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> I threw that's it away. so cute. <laughs> yeah. No, that's honestly one of my friends from high school. I don't know. Like her parents moved a couple years ago. And I guess when they moved, she had to like go through all of her stuff. And she had found a ton of notes and like gone through yearbooks and started sending me pictures of all of these things that I had given her over the years. And I was just like, why do you still have any of this? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Please burn all of it. I had shoeboxes full of like notes, saved notes, saved journal entries, like all that stuff. But Mm-mm. again, reminds me like, OK, yeah, I was also incredibly boy crazy when I was a teenager. So oh, absolutely. I, I mean, can't fault these guys. That's the, I never kept a diary consistently enough to ever go back and look at one. Mm-hmm. And it was probably just like sad poetry if I'm being honest (laughs) like emo yeah it was just like me being sad and trying to be like good at poetry but really it was just like I am sad school is bad something like that right are Um, we all mad (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should snap like yeah slam poetry (laughs) um yeah like I've looked at other people's like diaries with them and like yearbooks and all this stuff and I'm just like oh my god yeah what is wrong with us why did we just put hearts around every boy in the school in the class oh my gosh yeah yearbooks were filled of like hearts and like little like happy like I love this person yeah like oh no, it's crazy it was too much it was wrong but yeah so then we realized like okay well Steve his little like comment about their sexual attention actually holds some water. And so Brandon asks Carla to, or I guess drives her home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he actually gets a glimpse of where she lives mm-hmm. and he's like kind of shell shocked. And like, I guess he has probably what I would consider from a middle-class white guy, upper middle-class white guy, a pretty normal reaction. Like he's mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, this, this is, is where you live? live. Yeah. And yeah, jinx. Um, <laughs> And she does get understandably defensive about it just because it's probably, like, she's like, this is my home. Like, like don't – I mean, it's, like, she feels some pride but also probably doesn't like that she has to live where she lives. Well, and it's a normal house. It's mm-hmm. not like there's a bunch of, like, cars up on cinder blocks and, like, yeah. you know – holes in the wall and like crazy stuff going on it's right. just a house oh, in yeah. a different part of LA although I did think it was interesting how many comments they make that like she's making comments about race and there's one part that Brandon says I think a lot of this is in your head because I don't see it and I was like well Brandon you just nailed white privilege <laughs> and I, I thought about it and Charles Rosen who wrote this episode wrote one-on-one which was the other episode about mm. race and I was like that's kind of interesting that he's perpetuating this idea of like Brandon doesn't see color which is a good thing but also kind of a bad thing in that he needs that growth exactly like it's good that he doesn't see race in the sense that he doesn't like he doesn't care like Mm -hmm. we're all people and that's that's important yeah but sometimes that can backfire because that means you also aren't aware of the, the privilege that you have versus exactly. the privilege that other people don't have. Exactly. And that sometimes can cloud your vision or skew your thoughts because you're not able to put yourself in their shoes no matter how hard you try. And that's, I mean, I think that's okay. Like, 
I'd rather Brandon be this way in the mm-hmm. sense that like he doesn't see color because he doesn't care. Like oh, he'll be friends or talk to anyone. I'd rather him be like this than be like Steve from one on one. Yes, a thousand percent. But I do. I would love to see if Charles Rosen writes more episodes or directs more episodes and we see some growth like that mm-hmm. would kind of be cool especially for a television show in the 90s yeah mostly with white people in it <laughs> no i mean that's the thing is you know this is a very white show and they make yeah. it painfully obvious that they're calling out race when they put a black character in yeah. or a hispanic character in i know like the idea that in the first episode that anna showed up and she did not speak english and now she speaks english almost perfectly yeah or hey. perfectly i wasn't even really paying attention i was like it's interesting the things they call out when they put in yeah minority characters, I guess. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, um, it'll be interesting to keep track of that. But I will say, I mean, I do think Brandon's genuinely trying to be a good guy at this point. Like, there's nothing that he's doing that's, like, giving me any red flags. And um, Carla actually said something. I wrote it down. She said, I can't decide if you're for real or just a real smooth operator. <laughs> Honestly, same. Same. Yeah. Like, because yeah. he's so boy, I mean, girl crazy that it's hard to tell if he's like legitimately interested in all of these women that his girls of the week or if he's just boy or girl. I keep saying boy crazy. I would love for Brandon to be gay. Like, oh, that would be so fun. That would be so good. Anyway, but like, I can't, I truly can't decide if he's like actually into all these girls or if he really is just girl crazy and he just really doesn't care who you are. As long as he finds some sort of attraction, he'll like talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, with this one in particular, it feels like he falls really hard for Carla really fast. Uh That's a very big question in my mind of how serious are you about her? Like compared to the other ones and... You know, he makes some comment at some point that all I could think of was, you had a girlfriend for a year. You have felt love before, presumably. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it seems weird that he would date someone for, like, a whole year and then, like, know what that feels like and understand our long relationship. But then now, since that relationship, it's just been, like, week, 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 two weeks, one week, you know, yeah. whatever it is. And it's, like, he falls hard fast. He falls hard hard yeah for Carla but I think at one point Brenda calls Brandon out for having a girl of the week she doesn't say it in so many words but like she definitely calls him out for like yeah having a lot of girls that he's been interested in and apparently it's getting around school mm-hmm. and I love it because that furthers our theory that he has a girl of the week and I yes. love it it's so supported it's so great <laughs> so that was like the first time he drove her home mm-hmm. and then he like comes to pick her up at the bus stop for school the next day oh yeah just in general and he's really weird this with the gum and pretending to be a taxi driver and i didn't really like it well and he kind of forced her to hang out with him like she was like because well once he had dropped her off the first time that's when i forget his name um carl richard richard Richard, thank you i'm like carlos yeah it's carla (laughs) well i keep thinking of jimmy schmitz which is horrible (laughs) because that's not every Latino man is. But Jimmy Smith Jimmy would have been Smith. really good in this role. Right? So. Yeah. It's not It's terrible. not that far off. And he, they kind of look a little. Anyway. anyway. I'm not going to try to rationalize that. But um, he oversees Brandon dropping her off. Yeah. And so he's automatically like, you know, you need to chill. Like, you probably don't need to be hanging out with him outside of school. Which is totally fair when we see what's happening later. But that you don't 
get to see that and they do some sort of misdirect of like he's being a creepy old man to her yeah and that's why i was so confused in this episode because that right there i was like hang on yeah they're trying who is this guy to do extra stuff Mm -hmm. or make it seem like the stakes are the highest they could be yeah like honestly when I I don't remember if I knew what was going on or if I was just making conjecture, but Mm -hmm. at some point, I think it was when they're at the party and Brandon does his thing and she, like, runs out and Richard's car was outside and she, like, jumps in and they leave. Yeah. I was like, they're kind of playing Richard off to be, like, an abusive person. Mm. Like, controlling, like, Mm -hmm. emotionally abusive, not physically abusive. Right. No, I got that vibe, too. Like, all in all, it was Like, that was the misdirect they were going for. It was to be, like... No, he's being possessive of this teenage girl that he's related to some way. Yeah, and whatever it was, like, controlling or, like you said, emotional abuse, whatever it was. Mm. But, yeah, so that's what causes Carla to turn down Brandon at the bus stop because she's like, you know, no, I really can't tonight. I'm busy. Yeah. But then he kind of, like, forces it. He's like, well, what about tomorrow night? What about the next night? What about the next night? What about the next night? He's like, dude. He does not know how to take a hint from a woman. No. Like, it's another thing that they've built into this character that he's very insistent with women and they just kind of go with it. Like, oh man, you wore me down. I'm going to get in your car with you. Right. When, like, now I feel like if this happened on a show, people would be like, do not go to a secondary location with this man. Yeah. Like, like people would run. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> the women at the bus stop would have been like, I don't think you should get in the car with this person. Yeah, like you would see someone in the background just like grab the girl's arm like, <laughs> no, like, honey. Blink twice if you need to get away. <laughs> you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just something they've built into his character, not mm-hmm. trying to make it look bad. And maybe it's a question of the times, like totally. we see it more now, Yeah, of like, he's not being cute, he's being pushy, and I don't right. like him doing it. Well, and I think that's kind of the whole point is that back in the 90s it wasn't seen as pushy it was Mm. seen as persistent yeah you know like it wasn't seen as like it was trying to force it 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 was was women want to be chased yes and it was a guy shows he really likes you by the amount of times he asks you out or the amount of you know ways he you know tries to chase like you said chase you or or something like that and Mm -hmm. nowadays it's like no means no yeah (laughs) not keep chasing me not keep doing this not keep trying it means no get away from me I don't want to be around you (laughs) yeah but not in this case because he wears her down I guess and then Carly gets in the car with him and they like go on about their day and she decides to take him to a dance at the rec center right and it ended up being this like huge choreographed dance party or something and she's like well we gotta go down the line dude it looks so fun it looked really fun it (laughs) looked very like this was probably when they realized like wait we didn't make any of this look like west side story what do we do yeah we gotta throw in a dance number quick (laughs) no absolutely but like i would have loved to do something like that like but also brandon was terrible he was (laughs) such a bad dancer and like i know like a lot of guys out there don't feel comfortable dancing so Mm -hmm. i give him that pass but he was so bad i was was laughing so bad (laughs) like at some point just like bounce around and like move your hands a little bit yeah that's it like Like, just just move your shoulders at the very least yeah like sway (laughs) yeah something very minimal like don't Go crazy with it. I and know. And just embarrass yourself horribly. It was... Oh, God. It was so funny. God. And everyone else was really good. And it right. made it look worse. 
It kind of reminded me of like a country like lion dance kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like I thought this looked more fun because like I don't I don't want to do the Texas two step or whatever it's called or the Cotton Eye Joe, but <laughs> I would want to do what they were doing there. That would be really fun. It was like a little like YMCA type thing, which could be really fun. I love dancing. I, I think too. it's great. Me too. Um, and meanwhile, mom and dad are at home talking about the party mm-hmm. and talking about Brandon and dad is just sitting there like doing horrible crunches. He reminds me of, do you remember those little contraptions that like you laid on the floor? Oh, and, and they like, like were over you and you and just you, like, you literally like, it looks like it would hurt your back so badly yes. and you're literally like not even doing like a full crunch. You're just literally you're, like, like bending down. moving your body. That's what Jim was doing. And it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that was my note. I was like, Dad has really bad form doing sit-ups, but I love him talking to Cindy, and she's, like, freaking out about this party. And yeah. I was like, it finally, like, and maybe finally isn't the word, because we've seen it building up since the one infidelity episode. Oh, yeah. But we're actually seeing them get to have these, like, conversations, and I, I really care about them. It's, mm-hmm. you know, getting a step away from Brandon – and Brenda doing teenage stuff is very refreshing to me. And especially seeing Cindy get excited about a party in Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's almost like Cindy's finally being happy. And, and it could have easily just been that she and Jim needed to get back on track for her to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, if there's stress in your life or if there's drama and and it just, like, especially in your love life or whatever, it can cause so many other things to look bad or feel bad or just not be comfortable. So maybe she just finally needed her and Jim to be okay, mm-hmm. to then feel comfortable with the move. Well, and I think that's why I kind of wish we had a better idea of timeline in this show. How long has it been since yeah. they moved there? good point. Because, yeah, if you think that, you know, they moved, say, in August or September because it's the beginning of the school year mm-hmm. and it's only November, just to pick a date, it's only been two months and so much has happened. I can understand where Cindy's coming from so much more. Oh, absolutely. Like, because you see everybody else assimilate pretty easily but it's because Jim is going to a job that is essentially the job he already had Mm -hmm. but in a new office and Brandon and Brenda just did really well going to school like it just worked out for them really well and then you have Cindy who like her first friend didn't speak English true except does now but yeah except does now she Rosetta stoned (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing it was second immersion yep uh but yeah I mean that's I guess something I haven't thought of before is that it's probably only been a few months Mm -hmm. and a lot has happened. I mean, the first week that they were there, Brenda was coming home in the middle of the night crying and wouldn't tell them why. True. When she was dating a 25 year old. (laughs) Brandon got a DUI. They've thrown parties. Yeah, they've had a slumber party. They, you know, the mother daughter fashion show. Dylan exists (laughs) and his dad is, you know, on the run. Carted to jail if he ever gets caught. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, like, I guess, yeah, if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense that Cindy is constantly stressed. Yeah, but I do appreciate them, like you said, talking and kind of, like, getting back on track and feeling like an actual married couple and, you know, it feels like, it still feels like a 17-year marriage, but still, like, friendship, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And it also, like, even though Jim's form was terrible, (laughs) I kind of got excited that, like, whether or not he's working out because of like his 
you know, launch party or whatever, or if it's just for Cindy or if it's for himself. Like, that kind of made me excited because I'm like, dude, you're like, what, in his 40s maybe? It's got to be 40s because they got married out of college and then they said that the kids were born pretty soon after that. Yeah, so I would assume early 40s. Like, very, like 41, 42. Yeah. That's nice. Like, you're still finding time to work on yourself. Good on you, Jim. Mm -hmm. Even if it's bad form, go to CrossFit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get a personal trainer. You live in Beverly Hills. Right? Or just, like, go to the gym. You know what would be a really good idea? If they started playing doubles tennis. Oh, that would be so cute. You get Cindy out of the house. You get to spend time together. You can go to Marianne's and play some night tennis. I know. They are ready to go. (laughs) They're just tennis players constantly sitting on that court like, "Uh, you think anyone's going to show up today? it's fine we'll just why don't we do a couple rounds all right let's do it (laughs) yeah so yeah they're just they're talking about the party they're concerned about uh brandon talking to carla and i think that's when they even mentioned like oh he left really early and they didn't know why like maybe he was working or whatever and then we see brandon show up at her house with like i bought every pastry that the place had so that we could spend the day together so freaking eager like dude keep it in your pants like you literally just had to force her to go out with you the night before and that's the thing is he even says we can pick up right where we left off like he this is a little horn dog right he is ready to go like for someone who's only had sex once like that's all it took right like he's so freaking like eager oh well, my gosh it's like what they say in the slumber party episode with um steve and kelly where she was like oh we did it and then he went downstairs and had to get interviewed by entertainment tonight oh, yeah, and he had that so stupid happy. grin on his face because the one time like yeah brandon is still there but like, this, he is didn't get to go have sex <laughs> this is months ago this is months ago that high has not worn off my god that he's would be just, nice right <laughs> <laughs> only gotta have sex once and you're good you're good for like what is it, a six-month window at least, maybe? We have no idea. Yeah, That's knows? what I just said. Could be a year, could be two months, could be six months, who knows? Yeah, no, it's just... Oh, yeah, like, the pastries. Apple quesadillas. What the hell is an apple quesadilla? <laughs> like, part of me is, is like... Is it a crepe? <laughs> a crepe? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if he showed up and he was like, "What? can you tell me what this is? And they are like, oh, it's a crepe. And he was like what's a crepe and they're like it's a fancy pancake and he's like it looks like a tortilla and they're like sure it's a quesadilla (laughs) it's a quesadilla it's a french quesadilla or it's like he got it at like a cafe like a french cafe and they said it was a crepe but then he's like no 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 you don't understand i'm going to bring this to i'm going to east la can we make this hispanic (laughs) yeah like what's the mexican or spanish equivalent oh my god well i guess it would have to be quesadilla so you can go with that but, like, at the same time, I'm kind of interested in, like, what an apple quesadilla, like, yeah, classic quesadilla of, like, a cheese and whatever would taste like. Because you could do, okay, so you get the tortilla. Yep. You put brie inside of it. Ooh. And then you put, <laughs> <laughs> you put, like, apples and then you, like, press that down and make it into the quesadilla and then you, like, drizzle the top with honey. Oh man, I would make Granny Smith apples and cheddar. Ooh, that that's also a good like one. my favorite apple and cheese combo. I like that. And see, one. I was thinking hold the cheese, but just do like a, like an apple pie mm. quesadilla. So it's like a like you a like put it in the sugar and macerate it a little bit. Yes, and just in a tortilla. Yeah, but I would want to fry it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a McDonald's apple pie. That's he, what I was I just think thinking. He like, just went you to have essentially. <laughs> yeah. Brandon oh just went to McDonald's. Crack the code. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's actually that is a thing. Like I think it's in the Midwest 
that you like make an apple pie and then you put cheddar cheese on top of the pie. Like that's an actual thing. Hmm. I would try it. I'd try right? it too. No, yeah. now that we're in this, I'm sitting here. My notes were like apple quesadilla. That sounds stupid. And now I'm just like, <laughs> I would make 17 apple quesadillas. <laughs> Where can I get so an many apple pie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, For so after cheddar. this, we're gonna go to the grocery store. Yep. Uh, yeah, Brandon shows up with this apple quesadilla and a ton of other stuff and is just, like, all up on her, like, we can pick up where we left off. Ugh. And that's, like, he wants to introduce her to her, his parents mm-hmm. and all of this. Like, he has fallen for her, which is, in, I mean, I get it. She's pretty. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. No, she's got, she's, she's forbidden fruit. Yes, yeah, she, literally. She's <laughs> forbidden fruit. Apple quesadilla, fruit. Forbidden. Yep. <laughs> it tracks. You cracked the code. Cracked it. Yeah. And so, but that was what was weird to me. He wanted to introduce her to his parents. Doesn't she already know his parents? Yeah. That, I, <laughs> I didn't really make that connection, but that's a good point where. But she parents, was there the first day. Well, was she? Maybe she wasn't. I don't think she was. Never mind. But, I mean, it still kind of tracks that. At some point, his parents would have met her to agree to do this. That just seems like a Jim and Cindy responsible thing to do. Sure. Assuming that, like, we know what Brandon knows, which is nothing at this point. <laughs> yeah, and which just is nothing. That, yeah. Like, you have to think Jim and Cindy wouldn't just lie for some random person for Anna, who they've only known for a couple of months. They'd right. want to, like meet this person and make sure that she's a good person because you've seen how they've judged other people. True. Well, and I feel like they would want to know in case they were asked, like yeah. in case they needed to like corroborate the story or something, like mm-hmm. if nothing else, just to make sure they're all on the same page. And, you know, honestly, like, I don't know how it really would have changed the story. It probably would have been smarter for Jim and Cindy to just put her up in their house. True. Like... It would make a lot more sense to enroll a kid in a school with their address if she's actually living there and assuming that she really needs this, like, low-key witness protection kind of a thing, put her there. Yeah, no one would think to go to the It's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. Yeah. But anyway, so he wants to introduce her to his parents, and she's like, oh, well, I can't. And I don't remember how the conversation happens, but I do remember her saying that she's gonna help Anna out with the party and he's like after last night how can you work for me yeah um yeah well but also like does he find out right then and there or does he find out I think he finds that out at the house yeah but it's like she turns him down and maybe like Richard comes out and is like no she can't hang out with you today or Mm -hmm. something and then he goes home and while he's home he sees her Mm -hmm. dressed in like the white shirt and the black skirt and like ready to go be a caterer and he's just like how can you do this to me? Or, yeah, you know, kind of a thing. He's literally like, how dare you? Like, I wrote down, like, why is Brandon so mad about Carla serving? The peach pit is literally the same thing. No, that is my actual comment. I was like, how is the peach pit a place of dif- business, like uh-huh. an actual physical storefront, that much different than a catering company? Like, if like, anything, the catering company is actually, like, better, Yeah, in my well, opinion. and I, have, I get this feeling that if his mom had hired out to the peach pit to get the food right and Brandon, like Brandon had to one. serve yeah he wouldn't he would have been like you know mad that he had to serve a party with all of his friends but it wouldn't have been this kind of mad and that's why I think your theory about the whole classes thing makes a lot more sense yeah because he's getting mad at something that he would already like be doing as his job yeah potentially like if someone like you said hired them to cater 
but she's he's mad that she's doing it yeah no i mean that's exactly it like he cares so much more that it is her specifically and i do have to wonder like if she had been a white character if this had been a couple weeks ago and we had seen some other person serve Mm -hmm. his parents like would he have been that angry or if they went out to a restaurant that she worked at would he have cared like I don't see why this is that much different. She's helping out Anna, who's supposed to be her aunt, and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And he just gets too upset. Too upset. I don't know if it's overacted or badly written or a combination of all of them. But yeah, like, I'm trying to see Brandon as a teenager, and I'm like, this is a teenager on crack. Like, he's about to start his period or something. Exactly. Like, he just... I'm fine if he gets mad about something, or I'm even mad. I mean, I'm even okay if Brandon gets mad at Carla for not telling him. Like, just, just like. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you tell me so I'd be more prepared yeah, to, to see this. you? Because you knew you were coming to my house. Why didn't you just tell me? And I wonder, like, going back to the class thing, if he's partially embarrassed about the idea of introducing her as his girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. to his friends who have already met her because she goes to school with them and she was at the Peach Pit. But, like, introducing her while she is serving them the, like, Mm. tiny little tostadas. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder how much of that is, like, you know, how can you serve Steve little potatoes? Like, Yeah. I don't know. It's – I'm just trying to make sense of why he's so angry because it doesn't make sense to me. No, I agree. And I think that's, like, the fact that we can't sit here and rationalize or make sense of it just tells me that – he was just having a rough It was week. just a little too much. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, wanted to emphasize it. Because I really don't think, based on what we know about Brandon, that he really should care all that much. Like, like as part of his actual character. No, like I said before, I really think that the way that he's been raised to value having a job, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have cared that much. And that he doesn't see color. Yeah. So he, it wouldn't have mattered if Carla was the one working or if it had been Kelly. Yeah. Or something like that. No. And then, I don't know. Whatever. But, like, I think he had something going on in this thing. And maybe it's even exacerbated by the fact that you look at Brenda. Yeah. And she's being very mature and observant. And, like, mom and dad wouldn't lie to us. Like, or mom and dad won't tell us why they're so willing to lie for her. Something yeah. is going on. And, like, her being so mature and him being so immature, I think is what makes it stand out even more. For sure, because usually what we've kind of seen is Brenda, the one being a little bit more, like, overreacting. Not even, like, overreacting, just getting mad about stuff. Yeah. Brandon hasn't really cared. Because as long as he's on the straight and narrow, whatever. Yeah, she's been an exaggerated teenager more Mm -hmm. often than he has been an exaggerated teenager. And the fact that she can come to terms with the fact that, like, like you just said that line, like, you know, they're not telling us why for a reason. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel like I would react because it's like, I'm sure they have a good reason. Also, like, why do we care? Like, it's not that, like, this isn't our business. Like, this doesn't affect anything that we do. So why does it really matter? And if they're not telling us, like, there's a good reason. So we should probably just, like, have fun with all these cool clothes and go hang out with our friends at a free party. Yeah, I think that's (laughs) the thing is, you know, she can be so observant about this fact and also be like, but look at these really cool pants that I got my boyfriend and I also got you this jacket and, like, look at my really cute outfit. Mm -hmm. Let's go take pictures and hang out with our friends. And by the way, your girlfriend's aunt makes some really good tacos. Yeah, like, this food is delicious. Yeah, like, these are not... Ugh, 
and just Brenda kills it. She does. Brenda crushes it. I'm really like, I mean, I was like, I like Brenda. I always have, but I'm starting to love Brenda. I love Brenda. I'm on that train and I like it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she's doing great. Brandon throws a full on hissy fit and dad's like, dude, chill. Like, chill the fuck out. And to an extent, he does have a little bit of a reason to do it. Like, when you're talking about when, like, Chick and his dad are talking, he's like, oh, yeah, the clothes don't cost anything to make because we can get really cheap labor. And Brandon is being really sensitive of class Mm -hmm. and just, like, flips out on him in the middle of the party, which, again, I kind of, I went back and forth on Brandon because I was like, I mean, he's supposed to be this whole investigative journalist and like really standing up for the little guy. We saw him do it at uh, your town restaurant, our town restaurant. This town. This town. <laughs> I this town right is your town. This town is my town. <laughs> but as long as the cumin is good. Yeah. I bet there is a ton of cumin at this restaurant or at this party. I guess. Oh, yeah. Apparently that's a thing. No, that we use cumin every time we make tacos. Really? It's, yeah, it's like a specifically it's a mexican seasoning i assume they use it globally interesting mm-hmm. no hmm. that's our uh the more you know <laughs> it's our homemade taco seasoning cumin and other things <laughs> perfect i'm writing it down cumin <laughs> one dash of cumin and one dash of other things got it <laughs> all right <laughs> there you go perfect uh yeah um, exactly that's what i was talking about yeah he flips out about that and then you know there's the other part of it that he's probably already mad because mm-hmm. he pulls Carla away from her job to go make out in his room, which, again, really annoyed me because he was being real pushy with her yeah, and like, just, no, we can just stand in here and make out. And she's yeah. like, no, I'm supposed to be working. And like, it felt very on brand and off brand at the same time for it him. It felt more off brand than on brand for me. Yeah, because, like, it was his girl crazy side, but at the same time, he's a pretty respectful dude. Yeah. In like, general. I would, I mean, that's the thing. I've, Brandon may be a lot of things, but pressury or disrespectful, I don't think are two things that he is. Well, and especially disrespectful when his parents and Anna are also involved. Because yeah. he's taking away Anna's worker. Mm-hmm. He is taking away caterers from his parents' job mm-hmm. while, like, there is a guest of honor in the house. Exactly. Like, he knows better. Yeah. So that's what leads me to think this is just a one-off, like, hissy fit kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then, he, yeah, he blows up at the party mm-hmm. and just, ugh. Well, and Carla does stick up for herself. She's like, you don't need to protect me. You don't need to tell me what I can and can't do or what I should do, like, all this stuff. And, like, he, that's kind of when Brandon does the whole, like, comment with the, about the workers and things like that. And I just... There's a time and place, right? Like, yeah. he could have heard that comment, been mad about it, not said anything, maybe pulled his dad to the side. Yeah, he didn't have to yell in the middle of the party. Because exactly. the Walsh house is nice, but it is not that big. Exactly. Everyone heard him. Exactly. And there's just a time and place, and he just overreacts and causes issues about stuff he knows nothing about. Well, and, yeah, because, like, right after that, I think, is when he starts saying, like, the Richard guy is bad news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... Again, they kind of have, like, given us this misdirect of him being like, no, she can't hang out with you, and I'm going to wait outside this party in a car just for her. Like, I'm not coming inside. It does seem creepy and controlling. So he has a point, but he doesn't know anything. Because he's a really bad investigative journalist. Well, and he's not entitled to know anything. Like, I think that was my biggest thing, is he kept getting mad about stuff 
that he didn't know, but he wouldn't just ask first. He would just get mad when he, like, thought he was supposed to get mad. Which is always a TV thing. It's the, like, overhearing the end of a conversation and making assumptions and refusing to hear the other person's side of it and Mm -hmm. having it, like, it's a TV thing. And I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, he's just being a little pain in the butt because there's when they try and take the picture for chick when everyone's wearing the clothes and he's just like sulking in the back and they're like man can you just smile for this picture like yeah grow up don't be a little butthole right go put a jacket on and smile he was just being dumb and it was really annoying and then after the party he again (laughs) and for as far as cindy and jim have come like in these like 13 14 episodes they still don't punish their kids and it bothers me never yeah they were just like oh party's over going to bed bye Yeah, like they don't even talk to him and i'm just like you need to because he literally could have just ruined the business like yeah by his comments about the workers and stuff in front of him and in front of jim that could have ruined the deal yeah no it's and the thing is, I think what bothers me most about it is you could have really gotten a lot of mileage on this show out of Jim and Cindy having conversations with their kids. True. Because we have seen it a couple of times when Cindy talks to other people's other kids. kids. yeah. Like, you could have gotten a lot of mileage of them truthfully sitting down and talking to Brandon about the mm-hmm. DUI. Like, actually showing it on TV. Yep. Or talking to him now and explaining things like i do think it was good that carla got to be the one to tell her own story oh, in sure. this episode yeah, yeah, yeah but i really think you could get a lot of mileage out of you know giving good advice and like teaching things to the impressionable impressionable teens that are watching the show right and it couldn't and it doesn't always have to be in the form of a lecture or like a reprimand or something like no, that just a conversation yeah because even when like brenda accidentally dyes her hair badly <laughs> Like, it could have just been a talk about self-esteem or, like, confidence or, Mm. you know, like, even just relatability to the fact that Cindy, you know, she does tell the story of her, like... um, Frying her hair or whatever. Yeah, but it's, like, that could have been a little bit furthered to then strengthen a relationship. And I think if they had fleshed it out, I would have been less mad at Cindy in that episode. Because I remember being, like... You're just going to send her to school with that horrible hair and that mm-hmm. blossom hat when you know how upset she is. Exactly. Have a conversation. Exactly. And so in this case, it would have been part reprimand, part perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but like the fact that they don't just makes me so mad. I know. I don't like it. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if it changes. <laughs> I I want to hope it does because, yeah, they're only in the first season. And eventually... You're going to run out of story. You're going to need to flesh out episodes by having people have conversations. And it's got to happen. You say eventually they run out of episodes. You know how many episodes there are? They they have a lot. There's there's plenty. But yeah, to your point, you could get more out of it. Yeah, you get a lot more mileage out of what you're doing. Exactly. If you just kind of kept things going a little more. But yeah, it's this idea that Brandon feels really entitled to everything And nobody has a conversation with him to tell him that he's not. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't need to know the whole story behind what's going on with Carla because mom and dad are handling it. You're the kid. We're the parents. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, you don't need to be entitled to Carla's time because she's got other shit going on in her life. Yeah. Like, she probably can't go out with you, not just because she doesn't want to, but also because, like, this is a really traumatic situation she's in and she probably just, like, needs to recharge. Well, and the whole idea is that she's supposed to be going to a better school presumably so that she can get into a good college so Mm -hmm. she's probably like i need to study and 
I just got dropped into the middle of a semester at a new school. Like, I may know French, but I may not know what's going on in this French class right now. Right, exactly. Like, the curriculum could be way off. Yeah. So, like, him feeling so entitled to everything just annoys me. Yeah, I think I'm just summing it up to Brandon had a bad week. He did. And (laughs) later in the episode, when Carla is explaining everything and she says, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, this is what happened. I saw a drive-by and the bullet ricocheted and killed a little boy and Richard's the attorney prosecuting them and I'm supposed to be the star witness Mm -hmm. and they threatened my life so that Richard put me into quote-unquote witness protection with Anna and like your parents agreed to help me out so that I don't have to miss school, da-da-da-da-da, whatever. But then she even calls Brandon a white knight. I know. Like she uses those exact words and I was like, okay, everyone sees it. Yeah, she's like, I don't need you to be my white knight. I'm like, are they hearing this podcast? (laughs) Is that what they're writing these episodes about? No, they know exactly what they're doing. Totally. And I did like that she was so much, I don't need you. Like, I might like you, but I don't need you. She's an independent woman who don't need no man. That's exactly right. And she... I think that was kind of the point is that even though she had to come to this new school, she saw the drive-by shooting like it was all bad. She's still her. Mm-hmm. She's still strong. She's still smart. She's still all this thing who doesn't really need a guy to make her feel better. Yeah. Well, and then when she says she's moving home and he's ready to like have a long distance relationship and she's just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Next. Which <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny because... Brandon broke up with his Minnesota girlfriend to avoid a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot harder. That's flying versus driving. Yeah. But like he had been with her for a year and he knows Carla for a week. And he's just like, I will drive the length of California for you. I'm ready. I will do anything for you. I love you. No, I do think it was just like an off week for Brandon. Because a lot of it just seems like you can't really explain it away as the character changed from being in Beverly Hills or whatever. Right, right. Like, this was just some stuff just didn't fit. <laughs> Although, I really liked at the end of their whole conversation where she's like, no, this is it. I'm going to move back. Like, whatever. And he goes, well, I really didn't know you at all, did I? <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. No. You don't know anybody. You knew her for seven days. You That's never it. know anybody. <laughs> yeah. You get surprised every time a girl <laughs> just isn't, like, a China doll. Yeah, like like one size fits all, just regular girl, or like same girl as Yeah, literally whatever. every time a girl has a problem, he's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I have um. a couple quick hits, like, because it wasn't really like plot points, but one of them kind of is a plot point, but they're just like, like some little quick hitters. So okay. after the whole plot's wrapped up, we see Brandon and Andrea back in the newsroom, mm-hmm. and I actually loved the exchange in the beginning because like it's just another callback to like the beginning of the episode when Andrea was giving Brandon notes on his piece but this time Brandon was receptive of it he was like hearing it and all that but then he drops the friend zone bomb yeah just friends who and you could see Andrea's face kind of drop and then based on what we heard you know in the slumber party like she admits she does like Brandon I'm like Oh, no. I know. I even, <laughs> like, I just want hashtag Brandria to be a thing. Brandria, Brandria. Brandria. So into it. I want it, too. Like, I really do. Because, again, I think Brandon needs her as a voice of reason, as kind of like a North Star. I think they'd be really good for each other. I think so, too. Like, I think Andrea is great, and she does not need a man. 
Agreed. But she has a crush on him, and she's a really good person. And if that's the thing that's going to make her character happy, I am all for it. Sure. And Brandon needs someone that is going to talk him off of these crazy ledges. Totally agree. Which would be Andrea. I totally agree It has agree with been that. her in the past. I definitely agree with that. 100%. But now I feel bad, because it's like, just friends. Like, really emphasized, yeah. just friends. Which like, annoys Ugh. me, because in the fashion show episode... Like, he saw how pretty she was because she took off her glasses and put her hair down. <laughs> yeah, she pulled a card in versus Supergirl and just literally took off glasses. <laughs> He's so, just like, what? Yeah, there's, that's another person. Yeah, like, he knows how pretty she is. Mm-hmm. She knows how smart she is. Mm-hmm. They're good friends. She gets along with his family. Yep. Like, she's perfect. Yeah, she's great. I love her. She's perfect for him. So my other quick hitters, um, there's one little moment where Kelly and Donna match. They're like walking yes. down the hall. And she's like, I told you I wanted the whatever, blah, blah, hot blah. pink number 54 jacket. Like, and it whatever was just it was. so funny because, like, that's a girl's worst nightmare in yeah. high school is to match someone. <laughs> like, just take the jacket off. Yeah, exactly. Like, so easy. But then one that bugged me. So, in the beginning of the episode and the end of this episode, we see Dylan and Brenda hanging out, like, just at the lockers. Mm -hmm. And Dylan's, like, staring down other girls. Yeah. I'm like, is this going to be a thing? Or do all the men in this episode just have an off week? And I really thought it was just to emphasize Carla. To be like, oh, she is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows she's beautiful. So, like, literally everyone, yeah, does the big head turn. But even at the end of the episode, Dylan looks at other girls. I'm like, and I don't know. Bugged me. It's... Again, they're teenagers. You're going to look at girls, whatever. But, but not yeah, so like, blatantly in front of your exclusive girl. Yeah, that did bother me. Like, it was just so blatant. Like, I get it. Like, you, like you're walking down the hall and, like, oh, you kind of, like, casually look to the side. Like, okay, do a Yeah, but take. he's literally, like, tracking girls as yeah, they walk like, down the hallway. I'm like, no, Dylan. Don't shatter my illusion. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not an illusion. It is true. This was bad writing for Dylan. Yeah, it just didn't track because he seems very grown and like evolved. So I'm like, okay, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't mm. really see, and it, it could happen later, whatever. But I don't really see Dylan as like the a cheating type cheater. Yeah, same. Like that is something you expect out of Steve. Right. That is something you expect out of. David and Scott. Yeah. Ooh, David, not, not Scott. Scott. Not Scott. Oh my goodness. You take that out of your mouth. <laughs> Instead of talking to a girl, David will be talking to Scott and then just look <laughs> at the other passing girl. Oh, he cheats on Scott. <laughs> he cheats on Scott all the time. Oh, sweet Scott. Oh my God. Say, uh, Steve called Scott Sam in this episode. <laughs> he stopped. Oh. The fact that he heard someone say an S name and stops and is like, it's probably me, isn't it? <laughs> like, they just don't know my name. My sweet Scott. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, Scott. I love him. Well, I mean, that's really all in the episode. I yeah, mean, yeah, because it ends with David calling Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just being weird. Like, literally, I just wrote, okay, credits? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> cool. Like, all that's right, it? Done. All right. Cool. Probably got to end of this episode like two minutes earlier. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so what would you grade it? I struggled with this one because it, it felt like an off week. It did. Like it wasn't a bad episode because the subject matter was interesting. Like I was very intrigued by the story, mostly because I didn't understand it the whole 
<laughs> and that's the thing is like I was intrigued by the misdirect. Yeah. And it ended up being interesting. But yeah, it was a really off week for a lot of the characters. Yeah. So I, I don't even have like a rationale other than off week. So I I guess like a B minus. That's about where I was thinking like a C plus. Yeah. But I was like, man, that sounds real bad. But But the thing is, it just felt weird. Yeah. And like we, I feel like we've seen them handle subject matter mm-hmm. better than this. Yeah, or, like, have a more complete, I don't know, plot? I, I well, don't know. Well, I, I just can't get over the fact that they called it East Side Story, and it has nothing to do <laughs> with West Side Story. Oh, Yeah, and then just like you said earlier in this episode, like, the side characters just didn't really have a purpose. Mm -mm. I mean, like, we barely see Kelly and Donna, but it was hilarious. And actually, I should share, because I found a picture on my Facebook of me in high school matching a girl, one of my friends who was, like, in band. So I should definitely post that whenever we release uh, this episode. But, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, C, that's C about plus. It. I think I'll, I'll I'll come down to you and say C plus. Yeah, no, I think it's C plus. I think that fits. I think it does too. I mean, yeah, it just felt almost like a throwaway, which yeah. sucks because like I felt actually that the subject matter was kind of important. Oh, did you know that this episode aired on Valentine's Day? Strange. February fourteenth, nineteen ninety one. I guess this was probably before shows did like standard episodes around like themed holidays. episodes yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh we're gonna do a halloween episode we're gonna do mm-hmm. a christmas episode. yeah so interesting to see if that happens in later seasons yeah huh yeah that's... well the good news is is our next episode is season one episode 15 palm springs weekend baby a flinging palm Springs. that's right i am pumped for this episode it's a popular one it's a very popular one everyone knows about it um that's watched this show so I am really excited about that. I can't wait. I know. Well, that was season one, episode 15. Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm going to start that over. <laughs> <laughs> that was season one, episode 14, East Side Story, a.k.a. the episode that didn't make sense. But next week, we will release season one, episode 15, Palm Springs Weekend. So we've got one shout out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's count it. Just one. No, guys, <laughs> give us more. Give us more. But let's let's shout it out. Today we got a five-star review from Fit and Trim that says Caitlin and Ariel are as close as David and Scott. I mean, that's true. Cool. (laughs) These two hosts work wonders together, just like Beverly Hills 90210 characters David Silver and Scott Scanlon are the best friends that will never not be besties. But what will happen after Caitlin goes to visit a grandparent and comes back wearing a cowboy hat and fascinated with guns? Now, I'm sad. Wait a minute. What well, am I doing? Fit and trim. <laughs> well, um, we don't really know what you're talking about because that sounds spoilerly. Spoilery. Spo- no, I like spoilerly. 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 Wait, well, but, but, but wait, what like, am I doing? I'm getting a cowboy hat. You're gonna go visit your grandparents and come back with a fascination with cowboy hats and guns. Oh dear. I mean, between the two of us, you would look better in a cowboy hat than I would. I'll take the compliment. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, he said or she said. That we are as close as David and Scott, and if I'm the one that is Scott, I do have blonde hair, and you have brown hair, which makes you David. So, are who's, you okay? Whose <laughs> nose am I obsessed with? I don't However, know. However, why not Brenda and Kelly? 
That's I true. Like that better. And you're Brenda, and I'm Kelly, and I think I like Jenny Garth better, and you like Shannon Doherty better. So. And Brenda's a runner. That's right. Yeah, Kelly doesn't. We don't know much. About and that Kelly. would make me Donna. <laughs> Ooh, I love. And you also have blonde hair, so it's perfect. Well, Fit and Trim, thank you for your thoughts and the five stars. Yeah, we love it. Oh, and you know what? Mary is always the best dressed when we come to podcasting. That's so true. So she definitely is Donna. I just pick from my, like, three outfits. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I just choose something in my closet. <laughs> it's like, you know yeah. what you choose from? What's that thingy that you do? The clothes oh, thingy? Oh, Stitch Fix. Oh, I do that, too. Stitch Fix. Sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. I wear your clothes, and I like a lot of them. I do, too. My husband wears your clothes, and he likes them. Yeah, so you should definitely sponsor us. Yeah, you help me not have to go to the store. Right? Give us money for saying this stuff. <laughs> okay, good times, guys. Yeah, good times. Um, don't forget to give us reviews, because... Clearly, you, we will shout them out. Yeah, and we'll talk about it, and that sort of thing. So, so you're welcome, Fit and Trim. Yeah, and thank you. But uh, yeah, hit us up on social media at back to podcast or send us an email at back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>